How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boy, Alex, and our new boy, Sam Lucchini, who's here to help us develop an awesome channel here on Fireside Yankees all across all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, everything. If you want to see the best content that this guy makes, absolutely fire video content. He's going to be clipping from the podcast. He's going to be doing some awesome stuff with us this year. So make sure to just keep tuned and follow all of our accounts because you're not going to miss this upcoming season. We're going to have the best, only the best content for you guys, making sure we cover every little detail at a very, very high level. And today we want to talk about Rafael Ortega, who is a very intriguing player that Cashman just brought in a minor league deal, kind of spring training invite, going to compete in left field. I'm pretty excited to see what he can accomplish with this team if he can compete. I mean, there's an argument to make that he's better than Aaron Hicks, or at least he's probably the same as Aaron Hicks, if not a little bit better. I think that he could end up competing with Oswaldo Cabrera and Hicks in left field for that starting job unless they bring in a bigger name. But Sam, before we dive into the good stuff, how are you doing today, my friend? I am great, man. It is great to be with you today. I'm talking about Rafael Ortega, who's going to be a pretty solid player for us, I would say. Um, And, you know, we're right now we're looking at that left field spot. We're trying to figure out who's going to fill that void. We talked about Anthony Santander yesterday. We've been talking about Brian Reynolds, obviously, for such a long time. And this just adds another guy to the mix that we're going to see in the minor leagues this year that could end up coming up and playing a big role with the club this year, depending on what happens with Hicks and what happens with that left field spot. So I'm excited to talk about this guy a little bit, man. Yeah, me too, man. Ortega is interesting, right? So the one thing I like about Cashman is that he finds a lot of like low-key gems that end up being pretty solid for this team. You know, you look back at the guys like Luke Voigt, Gio Urshela, even Jose Trevino. Guy plucked him off the Texas Rangers team. They didn't really want him to give away. You know, it was a three-player trade. Um, including uh, Trevino. We didn't really give up much. Albert Abreu ends up coming back to the Yankees at some point anyway. So, you know, we walked away with a massive haul and just Trevino's mm-hmm. defense alone. Won a gold glove last year. So, um, you know, you're looking at a, a guy in Cashman that maybe it's not just Cashman. I want to give credit to the scouting department too. They find really high value players at a very cheap price point. Ortega could be one of those guys. You know, we also brought in Willie Calhoun, who's a former top prospect with the Rangers. Uh, but then Ortega is a little bit different because he's actually a little bit more proven um, in terms of just major league production. Um, this past year, you know, 31 years old with the Chicago Cubs, played 118 games, he's played two straight seasons, over 100 games. So, you know, he's got that experience and he hit 241 with a 331 OBP, 96 WRC plus hit seven homers with 35 RBIs and 12 stolen bases. Add in the fact that you have bigger bases, a little bit more aggressive base running. He could get to 15. You know, he, he's not, he's pretty athletic for a guy that's 31 years old. He's also a lefty. So obviously that short right portion Yankee stadium might be able to, they might be able to extrapolate on that 11.9% walk rate and a 20% strikeout rate. So, you know, that 12% stroke, uh, walk rate is actually pretty impressive. Um, when you're looking at Ortega though, Sam, are you thinking maybe he could compete in that left field spot? You're looking at Aaron Hicks Cabrera. You know, if you were looking at him compared to Hicks, do you think that Ortega actually might be better than Hicks right now? I mean, he was better than Hicks last year, and he was pretty bad last year. And even when you look at his 2021 season, he had a 122 WRC plus with the Chicago Cubs. That was like a borderline, like elite season. Like we're talking about a guy. We've been talking. We talked about Anthony Santander last year. Obviously, like I mentioned before, we're talking about Brian Reynolds. His 2021 season was incredible. He put up a 360 OBP. He hit 290 for the season. He can fill all three outfield spots. He played all three outfield spots last year for the Chicago Cubs. Obviously, it was not a very successful season for him. He only played 118 games. Only a 96 WRC plus. But at this point, we're bringing him in. This is a guy that can fill all three outfield spots. And with the Yankees, we all know about the injury thing. Sometimes we get hit with the injury bug really bad. And he can step up in some key points this year. And I guarantee you he will be given the opportunity to. And with the dominant and the rough thing, man, you just unlock some like key memories for me. Um, Luke Voigt's one of my favorite players. Matt Carpenter is another one that from last year who struggled severely 
with the Cardinals and then came over and was legitimately the best hitter on the planet last year in 2022. So I have faith that this could be another signing with Brian Cashman, that he could bring this guy in and could play a significant role for the 2023 Yankees. And could he's probably going to be better than Hicks because he was better than Hicks was last year, crazy enough, and even though it was such a down year for the guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're looking at Hicks's numbers, and obviously we know defensively he was a little bit of a liability. He's 33 years old, um, 90 WRC plus, hasn't had a, a WC, WRC plus over 90 since 2020 during the COVID abbreviated season. Only at eight homers last year. He had a four, almost a 14% walk rate. He's always been pretty good in that department, but only a 33% on, on base rate. So, you know, you're looking at a player who actually across all accounts mainly is not as good as Rafael Ortega. Now looking at um, his defensive metrics, you're looking in left field. He has 700 innings of total action left field, um, a nine, seven, six fielding percentage, but has been perfect there over the last three seasons when he's played. Um, so he only played 63 innings, but he was perfect. And um, over the course of his career, he has, let's say, negative two defensive runs saved above average and negative two outs above average. But if you just factor it in the last three years, um, he has one defensive run saved. So it was really his first season back in 2016 that dragged his overall averages down. But otherwise, he's been decent, right? He's been okay. Now, the thing is, left field in Yankee Stadium is not an easy position to play. So you do really want to trust um, Rafael Ortega there personally. If you had to, if I had to pick right now, Ortega, Aaron Hicks, or Oswaldo Cabrera, I'm going with Oswaldo Cabrera because I just want to go with the youth guy. I, I love his defense. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about a guy who had 13 defensive runs saved across all positions, nine in the outfield last season. Um, absolute stud across the board in, in that regard. But offensively, a lot left to be desired. He's only 23 years old. So, you know, we just have to hope that he kind of elevates his game moving forward. And he just needs more experience and reps, right? Going with Hicks or Ortega, I'd rather go with the young guy in Cabrera because. The more reps he gets, the better he's going to get. And I think that's kind of a a general consensus across the board. The more experience, the better he's going to get. With Ortega, we know what he is. With Hicks, we absolutely know what he is. If we we platoon Hicks and Cabrera to start the 2023 season, it's like shooting yourself in the foot for the third consecutive year. Like, Hicks is not a starting center fielder anymore. So when you're looking at this, you know, in your your preference, are you going to go with Cabrera, Ortega, or Hicks if you had to choose? So for a very long time, I was very much on the, you know, we need to have Cabrera in this utility role. He needs to play all around the field because he can, and he did last year. He played first base for us. He played second. He played shortstop, played third base. He played the corner outfield spots. And I thought that his, you know, abilities would have been best used that way. Um, but now that we have DJ LeMahieu full-time coming back into the into the fold, really, he's not as much of a utility guy as Cabrera as being able to play the outfield spots, but he plays all over the infield. And, you know, with the way that free agency panned out, we didn't end up bringing Ben Attendee back or one of those top-tier left fielders. I think that the option at this point kind of has to be Cabrera because strictly from a talent standpoint, what you have on that roster, he's the most talented guy on that roster. And then, you know, from a defensive standpoint, when we're talking about all three of these guys, I think Hicks takes that drop off. I talked about it yet uh, yesterday with uh, with Nick. And the thing is, with Hicks in left field, he wasn't terrible out there. When you really look at his numbers, he was actually pretty solid. But he just had those big blunders, those solid blunders that we just, you know, we're shaking our heads at. That's terrible, Aaron. What are you doing, right? But then you put, you know, if it's Ortega out there, if it's Cabrera with Bader in center field, that's an incredibly athletic outfield. They could be very solid defensively. So, yeah, right now I'm going with with Cabrera just because he's the young guy. I want him to prove it, and he should be that guy going forward at this point for me. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the utility kind of role that I think everyone would prefer for him to play. But if DJ LeMay was healthy, he can he is the utility man in the infield. So you got Donaldson who's going to be making, what, $25 million to sit on the bench. And that's kind of 
crazy to me. You know, can you actually justify having a $25 million player sitting on the bench? Um, they, the Yankees might not have a choice. You know what I mean? DJ mm-hmm. LeMahieu is the better player. Cashman's got to swallow his pride. Boone's got to mm-hmm. swallow his pride because at the same time, you can't just throw a guy out there because he's getting, he's getting paid a lot. If you have a better player on the roster and you can't leave DJ LeMahieu off it and, and it's not like Donaldson can play shortstops. So you need Peraza. We're all assuming he's going to be that with that that starting shortstop. And IKF, I think we would all revolt if Donaldson and IKF started that in the left side of the infield yeah. next season. But Cabrera being a utility man is ideal, but it's not necessary if DJ LeMay is healthy. So I kind of feel as though um, he has the opportunity to start in left field. If he doesn't win that job, if he, if, you know, they can still have him as a supplementary piece. He can fill in to mitigate fatigue anywhere, really. You know, you could look at first base for Rizzo because he has that chronic back issue. You obviously want to be careful with that. So um, look at second base with Glaber Torres. You want to give him a couple days off. These are the Mayhew, the toe injury. You've got to make sure you're giving him some time off. Um, you know, you look at Bader. He had the plantar fasciitis last year. Make sure you got to get him some time off. Cabrera could just be the ultimate fatigue mitigator. You know what I mean? I think that could be his ideal role. But if he's playing left field, he's starting there. He's playing well and he's dominating. Got to start him in left field. If injuries arise, you can always shift him around. You could always play him in another position. Bring in Hicks to help supplement um in left field or Ortega. And I think that probably is an ideal situation. Um, for this Yankee team. But, you know, w- would you say it's ideal that, the, that he plays in the utility role? Or do you think starting in left field would be the best-case scenario if he wins the job? No, I, I think it's very ideal that he plays. You know, for me, I want him to be in that utility role. I think that would be best suited. And originally it was, you know, let's go out and get another guy. And at this point, we still could. There, there's still a good chance that we could go out and get another left fielder to fill that void. Um, but right now, man, when I look at Donaldson LeMahieu, Donaldson, like everybody raved about his defense last year, and he was very good defensively last year over at third base. He had seven defensive runs saved over there at third base in, I think it was about 700, 800 innings. Um, DJ LeMahieu in 300 innings last year over at third base had the exact same uh, defensive run save total at seven, which is crazy because that's how great a guy like DJ LeMahieu is. So at this point, Donaldson's going to go straight to the bench. And I think that now, because of what's ha- you know what's transpired over the offseason, I think that Cabrera needs to be the full-time left fielder. And I think we got to give him that shot. And, you know, with Ortega, we could see him play a decent role in this outfield um, as a fourth or fifth outfielder. If Hicks's, you know, salary finally gets dumped and we see that guy go away. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that role kind of evolves over the next couple of weeks because we could see a spot fill, like open up for this guy. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Absolutely. But this is interesting. I think that the Yankees have a lot of decisions to make, um, specifically, you know, left field, uh, shortstop, third base, even second base. I, I think Labor Torres is, c- is cemented there for the time being, but you never know. The Yankees could do something crazy, trade him. Who knows? I think he's pretty valuable right now looking at uh, they have control over him until 2026. He's coming off a pretty solid season. His steamer projections actually have him getting even better. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens in that regard. But, you know, Cabrera is kind of I see Cabrera as the as the catalyst here. If he kills it, He's gonna start. If he struggles, yeah, there we're, we're gonna be staring down the barrel of an interesting discussion because then you got to think about: Can you really trust Hicks to start? No, absolutely not. Do you have to go and trade out for a Kepler or an Austin Meadows, as we've talked about, or an Anthony Santander? Um, you know, there's so many options the Yankees could go with, but it doesn't seem like they're willing to trade. Also, they're at 290 million in the luxury tax threshold is 293. That would be the Steve Cohen tax threshold. So right now, the Yankees have to be careful if they spend a little bit too much. 
they're going to find themselves paying an exorbitant amount of tax and they don't want to do that. And as you mentioned, offloading that Hicks contract seems to be the best case scenario, but who the hell wants the guy, you know, $10.5 million, $30.5 million over the next three years. It's not crazy for a starting level outfielder, but he's, but like the, the conversation is, is he even a starting level outfielder to begin with? So mm. um, we'll see what happens here. Cashman's got a lot of work to do. They're taking it kind of slow and conservative to start the new year, spring training coming up at about a month and a half. So, a lot could happen during that time. Um, but I think they're just buying their time. We got a good roster. A lot of people are saying, you know, we are, are, are uh, we didn't upgrade our offense. We didn't upgrade our, our batting order. Uh, guys, I, I feel as though we're all forgetting that DJ LeMahieu was injured during the playoffs or, and Giancarlo Stanton was not 100% healthy. Um, we barely had Bader back and he was absolutely electric. You know, um, this is a team that ultimately struggled to because of injury down the stretch. We didn't have Clay Holmes. Um, you know, obviously Nestor Cortez ran out of gas like this. I think we learned important lessons and we managed to retain judge or have Bader for a full season. Now Cabrera's got some experience. Peraza's going to be better than IKF. Donaldson absolutely sucks. And DJ LeMayhew will take over that third base spot if everything goes to plan. Um, but I feel as though we're, this team is not bad. This team is capable of winning a championship. Our pitching, all we got to do is score like two or three runs because Carlos Rodon, mm -hmm. Gary Cole, some of the best pitchers in baseball. You got Severino, Nestor Cortez, Frankie Montas, who people hate, which I don't understand. He's a very good pitcher, which is injured at the end of the year. Um, I, I feel very optimistic and very excited. But, uh, you know, Sam, you got anything other to say about, you know, just aspirations in this batting order? Because I feel like it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have to remember this is a team that was consistently trotting out Marwan Gonzalez and, you know, the corpse of Matt Carpenter during the back half of the stretch. And that's like legit, like my guy, like I love Matt Carpenter, but he fell off a cliff. He had what, 10 straight strikeouts in the ALCS. It was brutal. Um, you know, like you said, we're not going to play IKF next year. We're probably not going to play Josh Donaldson next year. You're going to improve in so many different spots with this batting order. And like you said, with the pitching, all they got to do is score two runs. That's it. That's all I need from you. I just need to judge two run bomb and then we can go out in there and win a game because with the pitching staff that they have right now, they're going to be incredible. And Frankie Montas, who's been a top 35 pitcher over the past three years, is going to come back and he's going to be great this year. And he's, he's the five guy. Frankie Montas is our five starter. In most rotations, he's solid as a two to three. He's our five. And I just think this team's elite. I think they're going to be set up for success this year. And I'm super excited for Yankees baseball. I'm starting to get bored around here, man. I need some ball, like, immediately. Seriously, man. A month and a half. I don't even know what we're going to do. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. We're going to be here every single day on Fireside Yankees, churning out content, getting ready for the season. We know all you guys are are just salivating for some baseball. And ultimately, we are too. We're going to be keeping you guys up to date on everything you need to know as we head into spring training, any moves the Yankees make, any low-key stuff. The Yankees just brought in a former Mets GM, I believe. And they're making moves to improve the roster and improve the back end of uh, the front office to help you know really build out the rest of this thing. Because I think that they're, the Yankees have a couple other moves up their sleeves. They wouldn't be bringing in these, these uh, front office guys right now unless they were trying to figure out who do we need to finish this thing off? Who do we need to get this team to a World Series? They wouldn't be doing that right now. They would have done it weeks ago. So I, I think that there's still some moves left to be made. We're going to be on top of it for you guys. Got you guys covered as always. And always happy to hear your opinions and perspectives below in the YouTube comments. Make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day. Like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.